What's up, guys? Welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. Today, we are here with Michael Hamrick from Willwood Disc Breaking Solutions. We're going to talk about breaks and stuff. Hang out with us. Whoa, what's happening, guys? What's up, man? Just another day. What's up with you? How's it going? Y'all are LA-based, right? LA-based. How's it going with the whole pandemic stuff? You know, I've learned to to work at home quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm kicking it like two to three days at home, and it's kind of nice because I'm getting caught up, and I can be on the phone talking to somebody and not have a bunch of people asking me questions at the same time, and I don't feel like I'm rushed to get off the phone. So that's been a good thing. It's but uh, everyone is when they're working from home. Oh yeah. Well. What's what's the vibe like in California right now? Like over here in Georgia, we're it's like done it didn't with, even happen. We're done with Corona. <laughs> we're we're over the, the pandemic. The it's, best it's decision finished. or not? But like, yeah, no, everybody's pretty much. You see the mask and stuff like that, and and I don't think movie theaters and all that are open. But like, everybody's out. You know what I mean? Like traffic's oh, yeah. back. Everybody's out. Is it like that in California now? It's pretty. I'm gonna say it's a it's a little more tight, and it's just because yeah. we live in California. But yeah, lots of congestion. Yeah, you know, my son is actually in Fort Benning. I was telling Jesse earlier, and it's like super locked down in Fort Benning. Really, like, really. Oh yeah, and the way that they're getting all of the the new uh, SITs, the soldiers in training. As soon as they get off the bus, they have to be quarantined for two weeks and they don't get touched. Damn. So they actually, there was a group that came out of that and then a bunch of them got, (laughs) got the Rona. Really? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like every picture that he's in, he's always wearing his mask when he's, when he's hitting me up on uh, Zoom chat, it's, you know, usually has to be wearing his mask. That's wild. So you're California. Are you California born and raised, right? California born and raised. Southern California, San Fernando Valley. You've heard of that. Yeah. That's kick-ass. What's it like being born and raised in California? And like the heyday of California, too. Like, that was like, yeah. It was awesome. I was totally an 80s child and like latchkey kid. You know, my mom and dad both had kind of like important jobs and it was like, you can do anything you want after school. I don't care. Skateboard, whatever you want. As long as our dinner's ready at six or six thirty. That's that's all we care about. OK, really? so you got dinner made. <laughs> so you had to make the dinner. Oh, dude. Yeah. Are you a good cook? Yeah, I'm about to. I think I'm a pretty good cook, dude. <laughs> 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 my lady says. <laughs> nice, man. Even in flipping. Yeah, so Southern California, and and the way that I I got into this whole car thing is my family has been in the auto body shop business. You know, technically we got out of it about three years ago. My uncle sold the shop, but my grandfather came from Illinois in 53 and came to San San Fernando Valley, opened up a body shop, um, car dealership. So... My real dad worked at the body shop. My uncle worked at the body shop. My grandma worked at the body shop. 
So when I graduated high school, I started going to community college, but I was working at the body shop too. Right. So I, I picked that trade up. But the tough thing was, you know, there weren't a lot of benefits because it's just a small family shop. Right. And back in the early 90s, it wasn't like it is now where it's like even that small business has to have, you know, all of this insurance. And yeah. so basically I got an opportunity to to work for an off-road company, a company that makes a lot of Volkswagen parts. And uh, I I started at that place working in there working in and running the shock division. So big off-road okay. shock stuff. For Volkswagens? Yeah, for Volkswagens too, but you know, um, anywhere from like a, a Tacoma with a two inch lift all the way to a trophy truck. Oh, Heck yeah. So that was early nineties. Early night. Well, when I started at, at Sway Away, that was mid nineties. Okay. And I was there for, seven years okay and, and then I, what i learned so much yeah and if you can believe it that's where i like turned into my whole honda boy thing really, really? oh yeah because i had owned a couple hondas here and there but um a good friend of mine and and who's become a good friend of mine rodney wills mm -hmm. you know rodney i've heard of him yeah so he's he's a SoCal boy too, and he had TMR back in the day that magazine. Yeah. Uh, so he hit us up one time, and he's like, "You guys should start making coilovers for Hondas." We're like, "So wait, this is still <laughs> like mid '90s?" Yeah, th this is like uh, '98, '99. Okay. So he's like, "You know, you guys should make freaking coilovers, and then I can help you export them to Japan." We're like, yeah, whatever. So we started looking into it and do those Japanese people like they want anything that says America. Right, right. Anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. about the USDM. Okay. So, dude, we totally made two inch coilovers. And uh, that's where I started, right? Super getting into Hondas. My, my company car ended up being a 2000 SI. Okay. So that thing was all specked out with the five Zegan and the fireball exhaust and the fireball 17 inch wheels. Oh yeah, yeah. I never would have pegged you for that. Oh, dude. It was like, see, like what was damn, it? Dude. So, right, so how old are you now? Because people probably would not guess. How, like, how old are you? Dude, why you, why you do that to me, dude? Just tell me, I'm trying to put a timeline. I'm trying to put a timeline on what level so, in this game of life? Like I got, dude. I have like grown children out of college, dude. So yeah, the point <laughs> is, like, you were like at the prime age, right? Like when the import thing started really hitting, living in Southern California, kind of at the epicenter of it all. Like, what was that like? You know, like all of a sudden people are starting to mess with Hondas and Mitsubishi's and and. Like, what was it like being over there for that explosion? Like, I, I was asking because I'm 40 now. So I was like, you know, I was just getting into it in the in the mid to late 90s. You know, 96 is when I got my license. So, but I was a kid, you know what I mean? Like, I was a teenager sure. when it really started blowing up. And so if you were just a little bit ahead of that, what would it have been like to be like at that age where you're kind of starting to, you know, you're working in it as it's happening? 
I, uh, you know, I, I think it was pretty dope because a lot of what I think are the OGs and like the import are, mm -hmm. are still some of my good buddies. Right. Like, uh, Naturally. Jeremy Lakowski at Drag Cartel. Yeah. I mean, dude, he like, he's doing crazy stuff with that K, K platform. And, you know, the way that we met was he came knocking on the door at Sway Away one night because he's, he grew up in the valley and his shop was in the valley. And he's like, hey, you guys got a nitrogen bottle? Because I got these new shocks. He didn't even call them coilovers. I got these new shocks <laughs> from my race car and I got to put, put that, I can't put air in them, man. <laughs> yeah, bring them on in, dude. So that's like how we met. And I mean, gosh, that was 24 years ago. And now, you know, his shop's in the same town that I that I live in. Um, he was my my daughter's mentor for her uh, senior project when she graduated from high school. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, you know the the other cars that I was super into are S30s. So I've I've owned probably ten. Uh, le like 11 or 12 of those cars. Um, yeah. And the last one I built was like the diesel crank, three liter diesel with triple McCoonies and all. I mean, dude, it was like crazy. I just dumped all this money into that car. And then I started having a family. Yeah. And I just <laughs> would sit, dude. Just yeah. sit in the garage and my wife would go out and fold clothes on the hood, and I'm like, oh, I, I got to get this thing, dude. <laughs> and I had bills, so I was like, it just wasn't what I was into, you know? But now yeah. I look back, and I'm like, if I still had that car, holy cow, dude, yeah. it would be sick. It would be sick. So, so S30, the Datsun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean – now, I mean, I don't know how much you got for it then, but now it's, it's hard to find one, period. Dude, I almost couldn't give that car away. So really? I, I sold that car in 2003. Uh huh. And dude, I could not sell that car. Like, nobody wanted that car. That's <laughs> wild. So and now you can't even find one to, to, to purchase. Dude, and if I showed you pictures of this car, you'd be like, what? what? You're so yeah. dumb, Hambone. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, and people are still scooping out. We just talked to uh, Sean Bassett. Uh, he's got a S30 that he carboned out. But, I mean, he got it, and it was total shit when he got it. Everything he's real built on there. I mean, there's barely anything left of the S30 chassis. But, I mean, they're out there, but it's a lot of work and a lot of money if you want to stick with it. Dude, it's... It's crazy because this car, it was really the last one that I bought. And I bought it for like 500 bucks from a dude that was moving out of town. It was original. The, the, it was a 72 and it was the original grapefruit color. You guys okay. see that grapefruit color? Yeah. And I was like, okay, this, this is the car. It's super clean. Um, I already had half the parts ready for it. So... I, I told my boss, I was working at the body shop when I started on, I said, you know what, I'm going to put this on the rotisserie. I'm going to do the whole entire car. So I stripped the whole car, um, super clean car, 
ended up realizing just how clean it was. So I, I painted it white because I knew that if I ever did want to sell it, it would sell pretty easy. Yeah. But I, I, I did like a, I did so much stuff to that car. You're bumming me out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk you into getting another one now, man. Oh, dude, my lady right now, she is all about the OG, like, 69 Skyline. Okay. Really? Really? Oh, okay. Got yourself a good woman. All right. <laughs> hey, honey, let's buy a razor. Yeah, let's buy a razor. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so what, she's... All right. What, what do you have now? What are you driving now? You still got the TL, right? Yeah, I've got a TL. Type S, an 07. Okay. Any crazy projects or anything that you're working on or not really? Um, well, you saw that new little car that I bought my, for my son, that uh, Pathfinder? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been tinkering with that thing. Dude, it is so clean. The interior is... The, the, the corduroy material, uh. and it's burgundy, but there's not one hitch in that whole interior it oh, is perfect really there's not one not one crack on the dash the oh, original awesome. seats are perfect the bolsters are like totally there um <laughs> dang was it I like got, kept uh, in a in like a vacuum airspace i don't i don't know dude i got plenty of cracks in my dash for those of you guys that are listening it's a it's a what what do they call it wd21 it's like the first generation pathfinder which I also happen to have one. And that, yeah, I remember you sending it to me or something. I saw it on Facebook and it's just, it's white, right? Yeah. Just super clean. And I had a D21 pickup truck. And I, I bought that from my dad like in 90, it was an 87 and I bought it in 94. Okay. And I had a detailing business that I ran out of that thing for a while. And it just became like, like my shop truck and my daily driver. Yeah. But when my son turned 16, I said, you know, what do you want? What kind of car? And he's like, I want the truck. Well, I, and I just sold my navigator, but I had a navigator and I'm like, you want the navigator, dude? So, no, I want the truck. No. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I was like, all right, I got you. I got you. So we started working on that a little bit. And then uh, we ended up slamming that thing on the ground with 30s on it off-road tires um yeah. it's just a badass little truck but he blew it up oh really cool, <laughs> cool story about about that whole thing is i'm good friends with jonathan bradford over at falcon yeah okay, okay. and one he knew that my son loved going to drift events right so every time i would go to a drift event and i wasn't working i would always bring my son chase so one day we go to an autocross and Jay Brad says, Hey, Chase, you know, you need a seat for that truck your dad's going to give you. He's my son's like, he looks at me and I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's got buckets in it, but they're kind of, they're kind of clapped out. We're probably going to do something. He goes, I got something for you. My dude. So like the next autocross, he shows up and he comes over with a Sparco Evo three and he sets it down. Let's go. He says, why don't you sit down in that chase? You tell me if it fits. Chase gets in it. And now he would fit it. But, dude, when he got it, he was a little dude. He sits down in it. And he's all, that was Von Gittens out of his 2020 or his 2010 winning Mustang. No oh kidding. Yeah, so we have Man. that seat still. It's That's wild. Bad. 
Man, I'm on the wrong coast. <laughs> yeah, for real. Man, I'm like the only one over here on the East Coast that doesn't hate California. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the cool thing about you is you seem to love freaking everything, right? Like, yeah. everything we ever talk about, you know about it. Um, you've watched me, you know, I don't want to say evolve because I'm still totally a ricer, but like expand <laughs> from being a ricer to going in the off-road world. You love the off-road stuff too. Like if you were going to get a project car right now, what would you do? Like, would you go the overland? Cause obviously that's exploding or, or I just want just the general off-road route or would you go performance? Would you go tuner or is there anything well, I mean, that's on your radar that you just really been itching to do? So I, I have to say that I'm pretty fortunate that, you know, I, I got an email today that the a SoCal based autocross that we sponsor, mm -hmm. um, they're going to be able to have the first event. This should have been the fourth event and it's only the second event of the whole rona yeah. right so I, I i have to say that i'm pretty fortunate that i can ask my boss hey we got the green light for that event i want to take the willwood mustang out i want to take the truck and trailer out i want to take one of the other boys out and go run the cars for the weekend sick that that's i i feel pretty like i said fortunate that i've worked myself into a position that I'm out there to work, but I'm also having a really good time. That's a lot fun. of those people are all my friends. You know, I, I can kind of tinker on the car with and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to change the spring rate or I'm going to do this or I'm going to put it on a different sway bar adjustment and make those changes. And I'm, I'm always trying to learn from it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, mad respect to that, man. For the people listening out there, like – do what you love and, and work is non-existent every day. Mike, you got to figure it out, dude. Dude, you want it? So, my lady, <laughs> you want to hear this one? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So, dude, this is a story that I tell everybody. So, I, I met her on a blind date and it was through a customer of mine that she autocrosses. And she says, my best friend is totally into cars. I think you guys should date. It would be awesome. So I get, okay, great. So I go on a blind date with her and then like we're talking and talking and we're hitting it off. And then like a week later, I'm like, Hey, so I've got this event I'm going to, and I'm driving the, I'm driving down there in the Mustang. You know, do you want to come down for it? She's like, yeah, you know, I'm totally down. So I pick her up like Friday morning. I pick her up at her house. And she gets in and she's like, oh, my gosh, this is such a nice Mustang. You've got such a nice car. And I'm all. Mike's over here stunting. No, I was like, I never build this Mustang, dude. What are you talking about? Like, this is the furthest thing. She's like, like, I'm going to bring this girl out. I'm going to be flexing from when the door opens. Well, she was like, oh, so this isn't your car? I'm like, no, this is my company car. She's like, wait a minute. So this is your company car, but like you just get to drive it whenever you want. I'm like, even better. I get paid to drive it. <laughs> and dude, that was it. That like sealed it right there. She's like, yes. holy crap. I'm like, 
I kind of feel fortunate about that. Hell you yeah. know? Hell yeah. It's pretty yeah. dope. So if you asked me if you asked me other projects, my razor is a project. Yeah. Uh, I'm making a bunch of it. No, I I sold uh, I sold my navigator, but I've got my razor. You see okay. my razor? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's pretty bitchy. Dude, it's badass. And I got the <laughs> I got the whole new uh, um, badass clutch assembly that I've got to get installed in it. See, and like, I've, I want to get into that side by side thing so bad. And I think if I lived out there, I'd be all about it. Over here, it's kind of hard. There's not a whole lot of places to use them. You know, you got to trailer them out everywhere. But like, it's a total ruckus, isn't it? Don't you like, do you just go out and just party all day and, and do you camp out there and stuff? Like, I know the side-by-side -side thing, everybody's starting to throw neon lights and get all crazy out there in the desert at night. It's just, it's completely wild, is it not? It's, it, it kind of depends on what you're up for. So if, if you're up for going to Glamis, yeah, yeah, that's totally what that's about. It's a humongous party. Because um, I still didn't tell you how old I am. So <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm kind of older, like, I don't think I'm really down for all that. You know, <laughs> yeah. So when we go out, it's it's nice to let the let the kids go drive it a little bit, hang out, have some breakfast, and then you know make like a plan and say let's all go. Like where we go, there's a little town called Ransburg that's like 30 miles away. So we we load everything up and then we go out for the day. We go to Ransburg and hang out, and then we'll come back to camp. You know, I. It's more of just hanging out with everybody. Yeah. Um, that, that's into the same thing, you know? So, like, yeah, the new clutch and that thing. Um, I bought my youngest son, who's 16. He should be driving, but with this whole Rona thing, he can't take his classes. So we're waiting for that. Oh. But I just, bought, I just bought him a little Forester. Oh, yeah? What? Yeah. What year? Yeah. Uh, 04. Okay. And it's it's the non-turbo, it's an automatic, just super stupid simple, but yeah. I feel, especially after we've been working on it, kind of stole it, like yeah. got it for a really good deal. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because my youngest has never really been into cars or anything. Okay. But what's awesome is he's he's... He's skateboarding now, which that's what I did. Like that's my whole <laughs> life growing up was skateboarding, like right. big time. And he took up skateboarding since February, right? Really? So he skates like three hours a day, which blows me away. <laughs> but now he, now that he's got a car, I can see he's a little more into it. So he's like, hey, I want to go to that Optima Batteries event with you. And he goes out there and he's like, so you know, what, what's so hard about this? Because, and I go, you got to have that car do all these different things. Right. So you have to build a car. So you have to be able to adjust it so it'll do these things. And you can see his wheels turning because he's yeah. a sharp yeah. kid. He's yeah. like, oh. Man, that's <laughs> like you get to experience that all over again through your son. And you see him like totally. getting excited. And totally. That's, that's, what's up. that's what's up. You know, so it's funny because... He's had it for like three weeks now. Okay. And I didn't see him for a couple of days and, and I see him 
uh, Sunday, I pick him up. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, oh, you know, I was going to work on my car a little bit. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I was, I was talking to my buddy and he was saying like, you know, if we ever put an engine in it, we could get a two liter turbo. And uh, I'm all time out, time out. Whoa. I'm all slow. To, you don't even have a license. <laughs> said, that's a big, big you don't need a license said, I, to do motor swaps. Yeah. I was like, no, we're <laughs> not true. doing all that, dude. Like, no, you, you can do that yourself. Like you can learn how to do that. That'll yeah. Be well, I'm so, sure. I'm sure he will when the head gasket goes on the current one. <laughs> and, 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 he, then, and here's here's a little bit of a thing: is it has it has like this big of a rod knock, like that yeah. big. Uh, oh no, that's not. Dude, it still makes plenty of uh, power, and it's got plenty of oil pressure. So, what did what did somebody say? I'm buy, we're buying time on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I say you can learn I how to drive that. I think it's healthy for everyone to experience like their car go to shit and they really <laughs> appreciate if they like put their heart and soul and building it back up. I mean, appreciating that machine is everything when you go through that. And dude, yeah. they learn so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I learned. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be in that body shop and I'd be doing something stupid and my grandpa would come over and smack me over the head and he's like, some kind of dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, why, dude, why you got to be such a jerk, dude? Yeah. You know, but now that I'm older, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, I learned from that. So yeah. um, that's those are some projects. And then uh, <laughs> I, I took on helping some friends get get their boat ready so that we can take it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, and and I know I know a little bit about boats too. I just haven't been around them for like twenty years. So I'm like, you know what? If we get this thing running, then we can take it out and have fun in it. So there you, you know go. What? I'll spend some afternoons working on that thing. So even before I called you, wait, before I got on with you, I was out there working on it. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So cool. when did you start working at Willwood? Two thousand two. Oh wow. That's okay. Been a long time. And and in May thirteenth was my eighteenth anniversary last month. Holy cow! That's <laughs> awesome. So Crazy. all right, I dude. To be truthful, I don't need. What is your role at Willwood? I just know you as Mike Hamrick from Willwood. <laughs> I, I don't even really remember how we met, or or I don't even know what your official title is. So is there one? <laughs> <laughs> my, my title right now is um, events and promotions manager. Okay. Which that sounds fun. It, it fits what I do, but yeah. you know, I I think a lot of the other things that I do at Willwood are. Um, I know the product so well. I think I'm a pretty good salesperson, so I, I enjoy trying to help the other guys, especially the younger guys, like learn and get up to speed and, and a little bit of mentoring. I call it, yeah. I call it, I'm uncle Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm uncle Mike because at one point in my life at Willwood, I was the sales manager, right? Yeah. So I was those guys, daddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm not their daddy. Yeah. I'm their uncle. 
<laughs> so did you ever have that uncle that like at Christmas, you only saw him once a year and he yeah. grabbed him by the head and then he went like this. I had some weird uncles. Yeah. And then he'd be like, he'd be like, how are your grades? And you're like, Oh, they're good. Uncle Johnny. Oh, you treating your mom, right? You doing what she says? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's, that's what like that's the, Here's now. a beer kid. Yeah. That's me. That's cool. I actually have that uncle and his name is actually uncle Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead serious. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's like my joke is I tell all the guys because you know I'll hear them on the phone and I'll walk over to them. I'm like, no, 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 no. You you can't talk. You can't talk to the customer like that. And and you're not you're not asking the right questions. And oh, you know, help me. So I help them. And then other times, let's say it's the same dude. I'll walk over. I'm like, you know what? You just totally kicked ass. That was that was perfect. Like you handled the customer properly. You answered his questions. Your tech was right on point. So it's nice because with that whole uncle kind of feel yeah, yeah. is I don't have to put a roof over his head. I don't have to feed him. Yeah. <laughs> I just tell him to get good at and then I just walk away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you work with a lot of the the racers, right? The the builders and whatnot as well to try and what's the guy's name I'm blanking out right now like an idiot. Is it Ken with the black Evo? Yeah, Ken Thwaites. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, didn't you kind of help him develop that and dial, or he helped you, or you guys kind of just work together symbiotically or whatever? Well, um, you know, that, that's, that's another cool thing about, about you know, my role and, and I guess the latitude that Willwood offers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of different forms of, say, racing that I deal with. Right. And... I'm able to take a lot of what I learned from, say, an Ultra 4 car and then go talk to a Pro 4 truck. And what's crazy is a lot of the parts are the same, but they're used differently. Right. right. Yeah. And then the same thing with drifting. Um, I do a lot of that, op a lot of the Optima cars. Yeah. Yeah. You had me really interested. I kind of fizzled on it. And then I guess Corona happened but like remember when we were talking about ken's car i was like dude i want to be like in on this in some way like i want to go to these events this is insane actually yes. while we're at it tell people like what the optima challenge is kind of all about because like it okay so guys if you're listening it kind of has this this whatever the older guy vibe because there's you know a Not lot anymore. of fun. What, what, not anymore? Okay, that's what I was going to say is like this is exactly the type of stuff that we would love because the cars do have to be adaptable to like any environment. It's like real tuners. stuff. Anyway, go ahead. Tell them what, like, what it's about. Well, and that's, that's the cool thing about it. So uh, a gentleman named Cam Douglas who pretty much is Optima Batteries. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, he thought gosh, I, I want to say it's going on, I don't want to date ourselves, but between 13 and 10 years ago, mm -hmm. he said, you know, I'd love to take all these pro touring type cars. That's yeah. what it started as and take them out to Pahrump right after SEMA and yeah. 
have them run against each other. Didn't some of that start from the frustration of like, all these dang SEMA cars probably don't actually run for shit. I'd like yeah. to actually put something together. Like it started from like a real place, you know, it's not just oh, like it's this corporate totally like agenda. Yeah. And um, you know, I, as much as I sometimes hate the word pro touring, right? Yeah. I mean, ultimately you can build a muscle car, you can build a hot rod, um, you could build a race car, or you can build a muscle car that's a pro touring car, meaning it hauls ass, it handles well, it breaks well, um, the interior is nice, you can go on a, a 10 hour drive in it without a problem, it's got air conditioning, a stereo, um, <laughs> modern amenities to it, you know? Well, and that's part of the grounds for this, right? They get judged on aesthetics. They get yeah. judged on on what they have, like, so they first have of all, this... the car has to be on the street. They get that yeah. part of it, right? It actually has to run the streets between. And then what do they do? They do, like, just sprints, or is it, like, an autocross? Or what do they, how do well, they let's, compete? Let's run down a weekend. So, okay. so uh, two weekends ago, I went to Willow Springs for the second event of the year. Okay. It really should have been, I think, the third or fourth. And right. by the way, they're coming to Atlanta this year. Oh, really? Hey, hey. Where are they coming? Do you know? I can tell you later. I'll look it up. So, and it's the first time they've ever been to, to that facility. Okay. So, what, what it is, is it starts off with, <clears throat> if you get there Friday, they'll have the trailer there so that you can go through tech. Right. And tech is just like race tech, you know, um, your seat belts, fire extinguisher, um, they go through the whole gamut. But one of the things that they also do now is, um, uh, uh, what do they call it? When you have to be fully dressed in your, in your, uh, driving suit with a helmet and get out of the car in 25 seconds. Oh, really? Um, Escape. Um. Yeah, like That's you have to be able to get out of your car. I forget what they call that, but yeah, I don't know. You get certified once for the whole year, so you have to do that. So okay. you even have to practice that because some of these cars are roll caged and you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So then Saturday starts, and Saturdays are typically all day autocross, and okay. then there's five or six different classes. So GT, vintage, GTV. GT, GTL for lights, GTS for sports car, GTE for electric. Oh, really? Okay. GTC hmm. for compact. Oh, yeah. And dude, the electric cars go out there. There's a couple ringers, dude. They're badass. <laughs> so, yeah. these like intermingle? Like, do, do vehicles go into more than one category or do they have to like staple no, if, if you sign up for GT Vintage, like I would in the Mustang. Yeah, yeah. I have to run that all weekend. Okay. Then I get all my points and I run against everybody else in that class. Right. Right. So Saturday is autocross. Autocross all day long. And then that evening is the road rally, which makes your car roadworthy. Right. Okay. And check out how they do this. Are you ready? You said rally. You got me hooked. What's up? <laughs> well, exactly. they you have to start in one place and finish in another, right? right? But when you get to the track on Saturday, you have to give them your license. 
Okay. Okay. And they put it in a sealed envelope. Okay. And then after the road rally, you have to give it, you have to go and turn in your license. And if your, if your license has been opened, you don't get any points because that means you got pulled over. Pulled over. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. So you can't be a dillweed driving around being a dumbass. Yeah. And, you know, you're one of my buddies, his name, and you've seen this car, Mike DeSole, his yeah. uh, Camaro. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So horsepower. the Camo Camaro, 61, yeah. 9, 68, something like that. that Camaro. Crazy. Yeah. Dude, and, and that guy has built that car literally from scratch. It is, it's remarkable. And how it's much perfect. he just learns. Yeah. Always moving it up. That's what I'm saying. These Optima cars, in general, you look at them and you end up just frustrated because they're too good. You're just like, dang it. Like, I just, I quit. I can't, you know, like, it's just so, it, it's ridiculous. But anyway, so, go ahead. Sorry. So the other, th the other thing during Saturday is, during the autocross, is you go over and you get design and engineering. They call it d &E. Okay. So you have a panel of three, I think it's three guys right now. Three guys, and you you get to give, I think, five minutes of your time to them and make your sales pitch about what's so bitching about your car and point out all of the things about it, right? right? So you those three things, you, you, you got to get points for, okay? And then on Sunday, there's the speed stop, and that's how Willwood got involved, gosh, eight, nine years ago. Okay. is it's like a small autocross you turn around and you stop in a box that's 20 feet wide and 40 yeah. feet long okay now that seems pretty simple but it's not that easy right because dude when you're hauling the bacon and you have to haul the bacon <laughs> from the start <laughs> and the finish yeah we and saw, you we saw an out, event that if you break is, out it's no good we saw an event like that at the intergalactic ford festival yeah they were doing it at yeah, ford fest yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And dude, it's like the all-wheel drive cars, they dominate. Yeah. They just dominate. Yeah. There's yeah, there was so an RS out there spanking people when we were watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so there like is these do well. Um in, in this series, there's um uh, a Lamborghini Her Huracan. Okay. Huracan, yeah. And he like he did really good two weeks ago. Like really good. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, really, because launch control, I mean, yeah. get a button and the thing just takes off, That's right? True, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Sunday is the Falcon road course. And that's, that's, that's where you really see these cars, like, stretch their legs. Yeah. And, and the guys that are really fast, they'll have one setup for Saturday and then another setup for Sunday. Wow. So that evening, they might be changing spring rates. They might be uh, changing camber, some other things. Um, but basically, like, the Falcon Road Course is like a time attack. Yeah. So, so for example, Ken, you know, on a street tire, when you're going as fast as, like, a, a Trans Am 2 car, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is fast. Yeah. yeah. The tire will only handle about two or three laps before it just turns to junk. Yeah. So it's like time attack. You go out there as fast as you can, and then you come up, you come in, cool off, and then go back out for another session. Okay. So a car that we do a lot of 
R&D with lately. Um, and he's, he's a young dude. He's an engineer. He's uh, mid to late 20s. He's been doing this. He's got one of the baddest Pro Touring 69 Camaros his dad owns. And he okay. is a shoe. Like, this kid is a real shoe. And he just won this past event with, like, stiff competition. There was good competition. Mm-hmm. He, he got 497 points out of 500. Good job. <laughs> Dude. Domination. Dude, that's like well, incredible. I remember, I guess I was talking to Ken and, and he was just, Ken's got the black Evo. The black Evo dominates a lot, right? But <laughs> Not anymore. He sold it. Oh, did he really? Yeah. And, and oh. now he's racing Trans Am. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, what a turnover. But yeah, I think I remember him, or maybe it was you. Somebody was telling me what these guys love about this stuff is like there's not rules like there is in a lot of racing where you have to, you know, you oh, you can't do that because that, that's outside of the rules and you got to be within these specs. And like they're pretty much a, as long as you're within your class, you can build whatever you can build, right? Like yeah. they don't limit these guys. Dude, and so, you the- see like Evos go against. 69 Camaros and it's just like the ultimate grudge match stuff. So it, it was really hard to see this, but to me it was really cool last weekend. There ended up only being two cars in GT Compact and GTC. So what is GT Compact? Give us an example of like... An EG. Okay. Okay. Got it. So another one of my boys from Falcon, Steve Wong, he's got a, a well-sorted out EG. Um... And it was him up against, and you're, you're going to trip out, and I don't even know what this Pontiac was, but a four-cylinder Pontiac, like <laughs> this weird little front-wheel drive four-cylinder Pontiac from like the early 2000s. Yeah. Dude, I, I, thought, I thought Tiger Woods was going to pop out of this thing. Like it, looked <laughs> like it looks like one of those cars that he used to be all about, that beauty. Yeah. 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 Dude. This car was killing it. Really? Like, like Steve's car to me was way more on point. Like, I mean, a nice EG is a nice EG, right? Yeah. But this Pontiac, dude, supposedly he was like blistering fast on the road course, super fast on the autocross, did really good on the speed stop. And the only place that he didn't do really good was on the design and engineering. Huh. Really? But dude, he, he, he beat the other car that was in the class. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it wasn't like a, a bunch of competition for this event. And it was great that they were having an event. The car counts were down because, I mean, you know, still social distancing and the right. whole nine yards. But mm-hmm. um, usually there's about 85 cars and there was 55. Okay. So, anyway, that series is something that, what's awesome is Will Wood um, was on a GTL car, which is a GT Lights. So, it has to be a sports car that's under 3,200 pounds. Okay. Okay. So, the car that won, by the way, is a Z06 Corvette. With a Lingenfelter engine that makes like 950 horsepower. Okay. Okay. 
Um, it has our, our newest and baddest floating rotors front and rear. I mean, the car is like sick. It's for real sick. It's got a full belly pan on it. Um, full suede interior, suede headliner, um, full stereo system, ice cold air conditioning. Um, That's crazy. Laid down, laid down um, radiator with a hood that has all the, the downforce stuff, whatever right, you right. call that. I mean, dude, thing is badass. And this Sounds like something you can like travel across the country with. Oh, totally, totally, dude. This car is a driver, like. Like I've driven it, but it's a little scary. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's, oh, oh. Naturally, super much. Uh, just a, it's badass. And dude, this guy, he runs the autocross in first gear. Oh, <laughs> what color is the car? Huh? What color is that car? I think I it's might. Purple now. Okay. Yeah, it, I wrote a story actually on our uh, blog page for Willwood about it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's it's cool because we're on that car, but then we've got a bunch of GT vintage cars that I work with. Um, so uh, that series, you can kind of test everything that Willwood makes, at least yeah. on the mm -hmm. street side of it. Dude, it, and tell me that it's not great where I have friends that – I have two friends that work at Falcon that are out there – learning about their own product with their tire, right? Mm -hmm. Using a Willwood product that I help them with. Yeah. And and they're both out there in different classes where I can walk up to them and say, hey, how's everything going? All oh, right. you know, Mike, the brakes are on point here, but, you know, at Streets of Willow, there's way more braking and I wasn't doing as well. Okay, well, then we know what we need to work on. Yeah. Yeah, and so you got to have a braking system that <clears> – <throat> They can't change this. Like, are they allowed to go in there? Like, so the car has to be streetable on these brakes. Also has to dive into a corner from 150 miles an hour or something if they're doing the time attack stuff. But then also has to be able to perform on tight autocross type things. It's got to be able to do all that kind of stuff, huh? Yeah, and when you set up an autocross car, it's way different than setting up a road course car. Right. You know, people, oh, they look the same. They're not even close to the same. An autocross car is set up way differently. And, um, you know, that, that goes to a whole other thing. Here on the West Coast, there's one car owned by a gentleman named Frank Stagnero. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it started off as like a 67 um, fastback Mustang. Yeah. Okay. But now it's, 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 it's over the years, like 25 years, it's moved into CP. Do you guys know what CP is? No, it's CP. So CP is pretty much like the trophy trucks of autocrossing. Like okay. they are pretty much unlimited in a lot of different ways. Right? Okay. And it still has to be like a car underneath though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have some good friends that have won multiple championships in this car. I mean, it, it's a badass car, right? Yeah. Um, it probably costs, they've told me it costs about $250 just to make one lap on the autocross. Wow. <laughs> because of the cost of the tires, the cost of the fuel, it's just, you know, it's like starting a nitro car. 
if you're going to start it, you're going to make one lap and you're going to come in and then that's it. Yeah. So, do your lap, take apart the motor, check everything. Yeah. So I help with that car too. So, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from um, XP cars, which are more import-based autocross cars. Super lightweight brakes, just enough brake to get by, but not that much because right. it's a sprint. You know, an yeah. autocross might be a minute and 20 seconds, and that's a super long one. Yeah. So you're not using a lot of brakes, so you don't want all that unsprung and rotational mass, so you put the lightest brakes possible, right? Yeah. Right. But you can't take that car to this Optima event. Yeah. Yeah. You would be, I mean, you'd be hurting yourself if you did that. So um, that's another thing that we've talked about, Jonathan, about uh, King of the Hammers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yeah. Tell everybody about King of the Hammers. So, you know, those ultra I four cars those ultra four cars, especially the the forty four hundred, that's the high echelon. That's the the Campbells and um uh Jason Shear and my boy Eric Miller. You know, Eric Miller's two time champ of that of that race. We're now the brakes on all the Campbell cars. Yeah. And there there's four cars in that stable. So we're we're the official brakes of all the Campbell cars. They've got three wins in that camp. Um the thing about those cars is you're you're building something that has to go fast like a trophy truck and work like a trophy truck, but it has to go up the side of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Straight that's up. not easy. Yeah. That's not easy. Yeah. You know, that's what used to trip me out about watching, uh, uh, what is it, UCC rally overseas? Yeah. Okay. Because those cars will be on tarmac for like three days, right? Yeah. So they run an 18-inch wheel with humongous 14-inch brakes. Okay. But did you know that when they go back over to gravel, they pretty much have a quick disconnect on the brake? And they changed the whole upright out to a smaller brake and a 15-inch wheel. <laughs> out in really? the middle of nowhere under a tent. Yeah, so they'll do that during um, the evening be be between the tarmac to the dirt or the gravel. Yeah. They make all those changes to those cars, and it's totally legal. Um, but you can't do that with an Ultra 4 car, and you can't do that with an Optima car. Right. You know, right. so you you... Like with Optima cars, I've always tried to put as much brake as it, as it needs, but not so much because they're not going to be going out there for 20 laps. They're just going right. for like three or four just hell-bent laps, and they're going to come off, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But the things like with Ken, with Jake Roselle, the one that has the Corvette that I'm telling you about, like yeah. I just I throw an anchor on them now because, dude, they use those cars up. Like, really? it's amazing. Um, fastest time at this last event for Big Willow. Now, do you guys know what Big Willow is? I know. So Big Willow is an international motorsports complex because Formula One used to race at that event or at that track. Yeah. Did you guys see that Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the whole, all the road course stuff is all done on that track. Okay. Like when okay. they're testing. Okay. So 
the straightaway is super fast. Like, put it this way. A really fast race car on slicks runs about 124. And Jake Roselle ran a 126 in a street car. Damn. It's too fast. Dude, that's fast. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I guess that's, that's, that's what I like also about, you know, what we do at Willwood is we're in so many different facets of especially motorsport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got our, our racing managers in the office this week. And, you know, when, when I sit there and talk with him, um, I realized that, you know, we're doing really good in sprint cars and wing sprint cars and dirt cars and asphalt circle track cars and Trans Am cars. We're doing good in all these different places, but we're constantly learning from these other forms. Yeah. Oh, hey, this worked over here. Let's try this. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's smart to keep your, your, your R&D kind of eclectic to bring it in. And there's good and bad about that. Because the bad thing is, it's hard to really get yourself indulged into one marketplace because we've got our hands on so many things. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I used to be frustrated or get frustrated that, you know, we're doing all these things. But at the end of the day, what I've learned is I've I've been able to saturate a lot more information. Yeah. That, I mean, it's helped me tremendously, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool. That's what's up. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that is cool because so many people you go to SEMA and, you know, they're stuck in their own little thing, whether it's yeah. import performance or it's off-road or whatever, and you're one of the, what, brakes and tires, I guess. You know, but I mean, like, like you guys get to go dabble in all of it. I yeah. still want to take you up on staying in your trailer, whatever that means, <laughs> for the <laughs> during King of Hammers. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I it's something I just feel like I got to experience at some point. Sounds like a hell of an offer. Yeah, yeah. For those of you guys listening, we I don't know where were we at SEMA or MPMC or one of those yeah, kind of events, and you were like, "Listen, guys, come to King of Hammers. You can stay in my trailer." <laughs> I know that sounds weird now. But once you're there, you're going to realize what an offer that is. Because I've had too many friends that are like, spur of the moment, they're like, I'm coming out to King the Hammers. Yeah. And they come out and there's no cell phone service. <laughs> so that totally blows. And yeah. then they come out and they, they, they're all like, wait a minute, there's 80,000 people out here. Like, how am I going to find Hamrick? Like, I can't find it. <laughs> So I see them in the morning, right? We're over at our booth or, you know, I'll just see them walking in Hammertown and I'll be like, oh, uh, here's an example. My friend, Dave Gerard. I go, hey, Dave, what's up? He's like, dude, Mike, I slept in my car last night. I'm like, did you have any blankets? No. Because he, he was looking for me and there was nowhere, no way he was going to get into where I am. And he couldn't call me because there was no phone service. Oh my so he God. slept in his car, did with a thing running, thankfully. But it was it was probably 22 degrees that night. Holy Ooh. hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've been, out, I've been out there where 
it's literally 20 degrees. The wind, rain, and snow is coming down at 180 degrees to the ground. Oh, my God. And you're like, you're bunched up in your trailer with the heater on, and it's just rocking like this for hours. And you're like, and guys are out pre-running and, and racing in that, dude. It's crazy. That's wild. I'm looking at, I mean, I look at pictures of King of the Hammers, and I think, like, it's blistering hot. Yeah. Not, not once that I think it's 20 degrees out there or whatever. Oh, dude, as soon as the sun goes down, it's cold. Yeah, it's always chilly. But knock on wood, you know, I want to say the last time it rained or snowed on a race day was probably 10 years ago. Okay. So it's, it's been nice. Like race days are usually, you know, a t-shirt, maybe pants, but shorts. Mm. But like five o'clock when the sun goes behind the hill, <laughs> it's cold. Damn. Yeah. See, that's that weird West Coast stuff where it's like you're hot in the sun and then you get under a tree and you're like, damn, it's cold. Under this yeah. <laughs> like, in the South, it's just hot everywhere. Mm. Like, you know, like tree or no tree. Yeah, you know, what I, you know what I like about that whole Georgia area is all the katsu. Oh yeah, man, dude, it's everywhere, huh? Yeah, oh dude, yeah, it's taking over. It takes over. It's funny that you like that stuff. To us, we're just like, <laughs> well, get out! Why are you here? Whenever anybody, you know, all my West Coast buddies, they're like, dude, you just look out of the plane when you're landing, and you're like, there's trees everywhere. Like, <laughs> what the hell? This is a damn forest we're about to land in. But yeah, that kudzu, by the way, it, it, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it blooms in late summer and it smells like great Fanta. Really? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> like that is one of the best. I like it even ever. more now. Yeah. I, now, I, it I grows. It grows like, uh, like it's steroids. Yeah. It takes over everything. It's, like, it's, it's not good. good. It's not good for the trees no. that it grows over, but. Cutting it off your house, it like grows up your house and engulfs it. Right? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But you're riding your mountain bike in late summer or early fall, and you just smell grape soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I think the story with that is they brought it in, right? I think it's Japanese or something. They yeah, brought it's Japanese. It in. They brought it in for the embankments, like where the bridges are. To and dude, it just erosion and went it just crazy. Took off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's super crazy, and and I think it's only since the 60s or maybe the 70s and that's when it came over it's like not even that long ago but the first time i ever went down that way was for willwood to visit customers and i'm driving around with one of my salesmen that lived in dahlonega and he's like oh yeah you know these people they must have just died because i've been driving by this house like once once a week for the last year, and you can't see half the cars in the front yard now. I'm like, what? Oh, so we, we, we actually drove all the way to Alabama, and then on the way back, we stopped there. And he's like, yeah, come over here. And he starts pulling the kutsu out, and he's like, look at all these cars parked. And I'm like, no way, dude. That's yeah. Then I went back like three years later, and you couldn't see the house. <laughs> Just gone. God. 
Well, I personally like went out of my way. I'm like, Carl, where's that out? And he's like, oh, I'll take it. Yeah, you know what? It's a little out of the way, but we'll go that way and I'll show you that house. You can't see the house anymore. I'm like, no way. That was in Dahlonega? No. Down near the racetrack. Down near Atlanta Motor Speedway, but. Okay, south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, south. No, like west from the racetrack. That way. Anyway, because we were. We, we took one of those roads over to Alabama to see a customer. Yeah. Sweet. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it, man. There you go, Hunter. <laughs> oh. The one time that I get to say anything about Alabama. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else do we need to talk about. What about uh, custom colors and powder coating and stuff like that? Like, that's something that you guys offer. How do... It, correct me if I'm wrong. That is something that you guys offer, right? Like, how do people? Yeah, how do how do you go about? You know, if somebody's like, "Dang it, man, I gotta have peach calipers with you know neon purple logos." That can be done. Yes and no. So there. <laughs> so Hunter will know that because I I said Hunter, you can pick any of the colors, and there's 24 to pick from. Okay. And and, and one of the main reasons why we delegated it down to 24 colors is there's absolutely no way you can ever color match anything perfect with powder coat. It's just, it's almost impossible. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, we decided to make three sheds or three shades of red, three shades of yellow, green, blue, orange, and try to make them like a grabber orange. So the Mustang dude goes, oh, yeah, 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 that'll, that'll be close, right? Um, and then also do like a flat black. We call it matte, matte black. Do white. Um, and white's white. At the end of the day, you put white, you know, Corvette Code 10 white on a, on a 67 Mustang that was painted white. It's still white. It's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah. So... The reason we did that is there's there's no way you can ever make that customer 100% happy and you'd end up buying a bunch of powder that you never used. Right. right? So we delegated it down to 24 colors and then five different logo colors. Okay. But I think when you do the math, that gives you more than 312 combinations or something. Right. It's a lot, right? So by doing that, we're able to also turn it over a lot quicker because we always have any of those 24 colors in stock. Um, most of the time, those special runs are done in the evening where the guys aren't doing like frantic, you know, 250 red mm-hmm. calipers to go on the shelf. Those guys can take their time and do those a lot nicer, you know, put more more work into those one car set of calipers instead of 40 calipers. Right. And then, you know, Mr. Hunter didn't have to pay for it, but there's price segments. So the full retail is 500 bucks. Okay. To get that done. Right. Yeah. And when you really look at it for what we're supplying you, you know, you take a caliper and you just paint it with the same paint that you put on your car. (laughs) Let me tell you, because I've worked at a body shop, (laughs) it's not going to last and it's going to look like, it's going to look terrible. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and 
we do it so that they're completely stripped down. It's just the body. We're not painting all the bolts and the bleeders and all that crap. Yeah, you know, yeah, even yeah. some of our competitors do their street calipers that way. And it's like, why are you doing that? You know, yeah. you can't yeah. even service it afterwards. It, you're yeah. going to chip it, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can't. So, you know, there's, there's different price schedules so that like our WD price, he can still make money selling that upgrade. Mm -hmm. okay. or, or he can just charge the customer for the upgrade right? Whatever he pays yep. for it, which a lot yeah. of my customers do, by the way, our customers, they'll charge them for their price for the upgrade in the color because they're already making money putting it on the car. Sure. You know? Sure. So what kind of time frame does it normally take if you want to do something custom <clears throat> like that? So I would say back in January, it would have taken probably seven to 10 days, but right now it's 10 to 14. Yeah, that's understandable. If you guys can believe it, like we are totally swamped, like swamped with business. Yeah, yeah. Um, people have been yeah, sitting yeah. around idle, man. <laughs> like they and, can't take yeah, it. Yeah, that's the time. And that's one thing that that came up today in conversation is you know we're pretty we're pretty fortunate that a lot of people had some time to give us calls, talk about what they want to get. We have the time to do that for them. And now, starting last month, I mean, really last month, it's it's turned into sales, you know? So um, it, we're really fortunate about that. And it, it's, it's kind of cool because um, a lot of our dealers are doing really well too, you know? Yeah, right. All the way from the guy that's at the hot rod shop that bought four kits from us and he's installing them on two cars. He's like, dude, I've got... I got three more cars coming in to get brakes from you guys for. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good to hear right now, man. I mean, I, I hate yeah. hearing all the, I hear, I hate hearing the bad side of, of all of this pandemic stuff with businesses not doing well. So I'm glad y'all are crushing it right sure. now. Yeah. It, it seems to be kind of a feast or famine kind of thing. Either, yeah. either you're doing really well or else you're just like, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> And dude, you know, like in my community, um, we've gone out of our way to, as soon as we were able to order food out, we're like, we're going to Mission Burrito because that's our joint, you know? Oh, that sounds like a spot, bro. Oh, dude, it is the spot. It's been the spot for like a long time. Sign yeah. me up. Sign me up. I need a shirt when I, when I leave there too. But, you know, and we know the owner and it's like, we'd rather give Jose that money than go to freaking Chili's and order food, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Wooly's feelings. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I know you like the Chili's, but they won't go out of business that easy. It's dude. the bottomless chips and salsa that gets me. But <laughs> I'm sure Jose has that too. It sounds like that. Place I mean, because my lady's in the other room, she'll know I'm totally lying, but my favorite place is Applebee's, dude. Really? Mm -hmm. Crapplebees? No, it's no. not. <laughs> oh, no. the wars now, man. <laughs> the division has begun. Dude, yeah. I oh, I can't stand that place, dude. The like, don't let them watch system. this video and hear me say that, because, like, dude, I despise that place. It's terrible. Sure. I'm sorry, Hunter, if you like it. <laughs> I, I, why are you coming after me? <laughs> oh, yeah, they have a like, fine dining like, establishment in Alabama. <laughs> God, I'm hanging 
<laughs> Chili's is great. You get on the email list, and if you don't go for like a week, they're like, "Hey, you hadn't been in a week. How about a free dessert?" And I'm like, "Yep, you got me." <laughs> if you can't tell, Wooly lives a simple life. <laughs> well, you know, I live in a small town, so. We got we got a Chili's. We also have an Applebee's. So speaking of that, where in LA are you, Mike? Um so just because we're living in that time right now, do you remember Rodney King? Yeah, well, I remember Rodney King, but I was like Do you remember where the where the well, uh, trial was held? No. See me valley. Okay, yeah. That's where the trial for Rodney King was held. Nice. Simi Valley. If you just look into it, you'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> really? So here's another thing that people don't know is Ronald Reagan is buried in Simi Valley and his library is in Simi Valley. Really? Yeah. And that's where Willwood is? No. No, it's just a place that's... <laughs> Willwood is like a half hour drive for me. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're they're a little bit closer to the coast. Um, if you've ever driven the 101 freeway. Yes. Show him. Yeah. Have you ever gone on the Caneo, the Caneo Pass? That big hill that goes from Thousand Oaks down to like Oxnard? I think that's where we took that photo shoot of the Type R over that lake. It could be around that. That was around Oxnards. Yeah. That big hill, we're at the base of the hill, right, right there. Okay. okay. Yeah. Five How long have you been there? What's that? How long have you been there? Willwood has been in Camarillo since like 86. Okay. And Hell then yeah. Bill Wood started Willwood in 77 out of his garage in Westlake Village. And he's still very involved, isn't he? He's there every day, dude. That's really? awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. He's there every day. Um, didn't you tell us a funny story about that? Like, he's like a total engineer, and he didn't even have I a name for name. his company. Was that the story? And they were like, you need a name, sir. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. They were, they were sitting there. They're, they're typing out, you know. He, he went to the Ventura County Courthouse and said, yeah, I want to start a business. Okay. <laughs> What's the name of the business? Because that's the first line, right? Right, He's right. Like, yeah. I, you got me. You know, he's <laughs> such an engineer. Okay, so she she takes the typewriter and goes to the next thing. Okay, what's your name? William Wood. Okay, William Wood. Date of birth. I I know what his date of birth is, but I ain't saying it. <laughs> Address. Yeah. Yada yada yada. Westlake Village. Phone number. I know that too. I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so let the people they, call him they up. Go through, they go through the whole thing, and then she sits there and she winds it back. She goes, "Okay, I can't like the way that we file this is with a name. Like you got to have yeah. a name." Yeah. And he's like, "I don't know." And she's like, "You got to put something there. You can always change it later. Why don't you put something like Willwood?" Because she saw William Wood, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, and that's it, dude. That's really good. <laughs> Do you it think works, she knows man. what she titled? Well, just to this day, like the editor in me, I cannot imagine that because usually the first time 
if I have an idea for any sort of creative anything, any business, the first thing is like, let's name the it. Name. If it has a cool yep. name, I'll be into it. You know, yeah. and like that's totally. where I start. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine no, going I already through came up I already came up with my own break company name. <laughs> what? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine, dude, the phone rings. Stop it. Dude, <laughs> that's not badass, dude. I love that you're so excited about it. <laughs> it came up with this like years back, dude. And yeah. like, all the groms that worked for me, they're like, I want to come work for you. And I'm like, Man. Just, just don't ever ask Wooly for a name because me and him almost bought a bar together one time and he wanted to name it Sausage. He wouldn't get off of that either. <laughs> he wanted to name it Sausage. I don't <laughs> think that's a great name. Just straight up sausage. Yeah, sausage. Right there on the side. He says it different than you, Mike. He does. He says it with like that that whole uh, that finesse. He's got a lot of passion for the sausage. That twenty-five-year-old Wooly just dropped dead laughing over the name sausage. 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 (laughs) Annual festival. Come out to sausage fest. Wow. Well, what else should we talk about? And I'm realizing, so me and Hunter were just in California last last year. Willowood Engineering is 30 minutes away from that Neptune's Net restaurant that we went to. The the restaurant that Dom and uh, Fast and the Furious, they stopped at. 30 minutes yeah. away. Oh, man, we should have <laughs> yeah. that facility. And like, yep, very famous restaurant. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, he's probably like, yeah, it's terrible. Nobody eats there around here. <laughs> no oh, damn no. chip. Well, it's funny them. because my my girlfriend's. Uh, how many years have you gone on Mother's Day to Neptune's Net? Like three years in a row. Yeah, that's like their place. That's dope. You know, for Mother's okay. Day, takes her to Nep. They went there this year too, but they couldn't even do anything because the Rona. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's like, awful. You had to call way in. Damn. Not that's like the spot, though, right? That's where all the guys go when they're oh, taking yeah. their bikes out for the day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you then you can go through Decker, Decker Canyon. Yeah. Ooh, that's like the canyon out there, right? That is like second gear pinned uphill and downhill. Just freaking, it's badass. A really? little, little dangerous. And by the way, that's like, Bill Woods stomping grounds. So he's out there like every weekend in his, well, now he's got another new M5, but he, he's big time in the, the owner of our company is big time into Miatas. You know that? Oh, thank God. Somebody. (laughs) Crazy, huh? So he's got two race cars. They're champ cars. You've heard of the champ car racing? Yep. Yep. So they've got two champ cars. They race. One's a NA, an NB, and then he's okay. got an NC that is on steroids, dude. It's got, it's got People a. People underappreciate the NC. The NC that he has is got the really nice hardtop thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, it's like the, yeah. the nice one. Yeah. But yeah. He went through like three or four engines in that thing, fully turboed, like blew them up. So now it's got that. Um, it's got that three point seven. Chevy V6. Oh. With 
with uh, Tremec, six speed, mm-hmm. and then the differential out of that same Camaro in it. That sounds oh, dirty. <laughs> Dude, the thing, and it runs a 255 square. Dang. So it's got all kinds of meat on it. It's a bad, it's a badass little car. Third gear, you put that thing in third gear, and it just keeps. It, it's not like it goes like this. It just does this. <laughs> really? That's awesome. It just keeps pulling. Like you have to shift into fourth because you think something's going to happen. But it just keeps <laughs> pulling in third gear. It's That's absolutely nuts, man. crazy. And then now he's got an ND, and that was. Uh, Edelbrock's test car. They had okay. it for over a year doing their supercharger. Yep, yep. Okay. But that thing is also it's a uh, 255 squared on that thing. Damn. I love the still got the supercharger? Yeah. That sounds like fe- both of those sound like feature cars. I need to see those things. Mm-hmm. Do they look mean? I I think that the I think the NC is a car where you're like, oh, you know, that's cool. And then you walk up on it and you're like, is oh, this full JRI? It's full JRI coilovers. Um, I think that one has got box springs and sway bars on it. Okay. But it's, it's, it's an animal. Like we had to cut out the inside of the hood just to make it close so it looks stock, you know? Yeah. And then the the ND, it's actually a pretty dope ass car. It's got oh, it's got Koenigs on it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, and I want to say that most of the like cars in the state are all Koenig, they're all Koenig cars. Um, yeah. Another car that we have on our staple that's pretty badass is a uh, 350Z with a LS3 swap. Okay. okay. And it's pretty badass. And we've done a lot of testing with that car, too. Um, yeah. Import-wise, that's that's kind of what we got going on. Um, pro- other projects that we're working on, we're building an F100 pickup truck. Okay. Yeah. Some freaking crazy-ass 4.6-liter twin overhead cam with a supercharger and all this shit on it. Hell but, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it's a short bed. It'll be a, it'll be a pretty badass car too. Automatic. Um, yeah. Other, other projects. That's about it right now. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I got that, uh, that 1990 F-150. That was my wife's grandfather's car. <laughs> I got a hold of that thing. It's kind of fun, man. That's the first time I've ever messed with a truck. And so it's kind of like, it's you're doing it for the first time all over again you know like i'm just like what the hell it's got like i-beam suspension i'm like now what in tarnation is this crap and how do i slam it you know it's like so it's kind of i saw that i saw that post with the special license plates you put on it oh yeah sausage yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure your lady liked that. She's like, "That was my grandpa's truck, and you're calling it sausage." <laughs> <laughs> that totally sucks. Sausage. All right, she married me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, cool. cool. I think we've just about covered everything. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, when's the next time you guys are going to be out in uh, Southern California? 
Whatever you bring us out for something. Give us something to come out for. Let's go. You know, like the one thing that I always really itch to go to is that Monterey Car Week every year. That's for some reason, I just, I've been going since I was literally two years old. Like literally, like couldn't hardly walk and I was there. And uh, I love it, man. It's kind of like the end of summer every year and it's just a good time. But I think it's getting all canceled this year. I think but, it is canceled. There, dude, there's a lot of big stuff that got canceled for us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, and stuff is falling apart. Like, even if it's not totally canceled. Like, I know that they're canceling Pebble Beach. So even if they do the races, and I've never even been to Pebble Beach because that's not my dad's thing. He likes the races. So we always just go to the races. But uh, you know what I mean? If it starts half falling apart, it's not going to be the same. What do you think about SEMA? Are you guys full on ooh, for SEMA yes. or what? So that's that's something that um, again I feel I feel pretty uh, I feel like I work at a good place where we're not we're not in the situation where we have to decide if we're going to go or not. Yeah. Um, if Willwood was based in Georgia, things would be different. Different. Right. Yeah. Right. right. You know, it'd be different. We'd have to take, we, we would still probably go, okay, mm-hmm. a company in, as a whole, but I think we'd be thinking differently. But, you know, um, if it happens, I know it's going to be way different. I know that ven- there's going to be less vendors. There's going to be less people coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I should be politically correct or just tell you guys what I think about it. So I think I'm just going to tell you what I think about it. Go for it. Do it. Bring it on. Send it. What I noticed in 07 and 08 for SEMA mm-hmm. is that it just dropped a bunch of dead weight that didn't yeah. need to be there. Yeah. And that sounds terrible. I, I, I don't wish bad on anybody. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a couple people, but I won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> What I noticed is as we were signing up for our booth a month ago, you know, here's a good example. Usually they say, okay, we're going to call you on Tuesday, whatever the first Tuesday of May is, Mm -hmm. and we're going to call between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. So I sit there with my phone and I'm like, I'm ready, right? And I'm sitting there refreshing, refreshing, watching, (laughs) and I'll refresh three times in five minutes. And I just see everything getting filled up. Yeah. And it's because of our seniority. We started late. We started yeah. in 06. So we started kind of late. Yeah. So by the time I get the phone call, it's like 1030. And then I'm like scavenging to get something in the area we always are. Right. Yeah. Right. So this year, and I know our sales rep pretty well. So his name's Alan. I kid you not, it was 10.03 and I get a phone call. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) What's up, Alan? He's like, hey, Mike, what's going on? I'm like, okay, we're ready. And he goes, great, great. What what do you guys want? Well, we've been told that we couldn't have any more square footage than 1,200 square feet for the next two years, no matter what. So I look. And I put these four booths together and it comes out to 1,800 square feet. I go, gosh, Alan, you know, 
if we can, I'd love to take those four booths and put those together. We'll take all four of them without a hitch in his giddy up. He said, yeah, no sweat. Okay. God, yes. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no sweat. You got it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But if yeah. we get that 1800 square feet, we get that much next year too. Oh yeah. Cause now you're in, huh? Mm. Right. That's not yeah. my bad. That's not my bad that you're giving us more. Yeah. And you said we yeah. couldn't, right? Yeah. And be thankful that we're a company that we can, we can pay you the whole booth amount tomorrow if you really wanted it. Yeah. We don't do that, but we put a down payment and then we pay by September. Yeah. But what I've done since, since signing up for our booth is I've noticed a lot of brake companies that I just don't, <clears throat> especially the last few years, I just don't feel they should be there. Right. Okay. And, yeah. and here's what I mean by that is if it's a company that's from overseas and they are manufacturing caliper A, okay? Well, if they're at, they're at the show, then they're a legit manufacturer to me and they should be there. Mm -hmm. But when it's that same caliper made by this company and then they're selling caliper A to this company that's rebadging it with their name, yeah. And then to this company and to this company, well, now you've got three guys competing with the manufacturer that's making their stuff. Right. All for the same. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't. And the reason I'm so passionate about it is because I've got friends that are in the turbo business and they're the same way. They're like, what? Right. I was just fighting for their name. And, and why do I have to even say why my product is better than that product? Like, of course it's better. Like, so to paraphrase, you're saying that Chinese company makes a turbo and then all these little overnight brands basically buy turbo, put their logo on it and then go buy SEMA boost space. And it's all the same crap is basically the deal. It's and the then, thing. and then the guy that, that has nothing to do with SEMA and doesn't even have a shop comes in our booth with two beers in his hand saying, <laughs> Well, I saw calipers that look like yours and they're half the price. Why can't you sell, you know, why can't you do that? And I'm yeah. like, you don't even have a car you're talking about putting them on. So what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's not what this is about. This isn't a car show. I want you to walk in here and say, I want to buy a hundred calipers, not yeah. a caliper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where I'm, I'm actually kind of, again, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like an ass, but I'm kind of happy because I noticed a lot of those companies, they're not there. Right. And they would have already, they would have already gotten a booth if they were. Right. right. Yeah. And you know, the other side to it is you're just going to have some people that don't want to travel. And if they're coming from another country, they probably won't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like we have been killing it the last five to seven years with overseas you know, Europe, um, geez, Brazil. Oh my God, dude, they buy yeah. so much old stuff yeah. from us. You know, yeah. and I'm a big Senna dude. So I'm like, even more, when I see that they walk in and I see that they're all like about Brazil, I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> my people. <laughs> you know? That's cool. I don't think it gets any better than Senna in an orange and white car in Formula <laughs> One. Like, and it's a Honda. Like, it, it doesn't get any better than all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, our stances were, 
as of right now, we're a hundred percent in like I'm treating it like it's business as usual, but that's, that's also not fair to some companies, you know, that have to take way different ways of getting there. I can drive there in four and a half hours. So it's not Mm -hmm. a big of a deal for me, you know? So, but I think that there, I think the weeding out has to happen in every um, business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you, 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 you gotta have that time where the people that should be there are here and then the rest of them, they go and do something else, you yeah. know, or they, they, they learn from it and then they come back and they come back stronger. And, and that's what I hope for. But yeah. when I look around at the floor plan right now and I see companies that are legit, have good products, totally should be there, you know, StopTech, um, Brembo, EBC, I think I, I turn so many people onto EBC pads when we don't have like, we have a front brake kit, but not a rear pad for their stock caliper. I'll turn them on to EBC. Right. And, and I've done it enough that I know the product well enough and I never hear anybody complaining. So it's like, okay, that's a good place to send them. You know, that yeah. company should be there and they are. So yeah, yeah. it's good. That's what's up. Nice. Cool. What are you guys' plans so far? You're up in the air yet? Uh, yeah, we're kind of just waiting yeah, to see what happens. Man, I mean, compared to Willwood, we don't spend any money to, you know, to be there. But, like, it still costs a lot of money for, you know, four of us or whatever to go out there and do all that. Um, and so you, you get caught in this catch-22 because you're like, all right, do we go if half the companies just aren't there? You know what I mean? Because then, you know, what are you going for? Like, you're not getting the value out of it. And, uh, well, you know, but like people listening might not know, like SEMA is where us as a magazine kind of go and get amped up for the next year, put together advertising deals, stuff like that. Um, so, and, and being that we're not West coast, it's like crucial for us because it's not like me and you can go hang out and get your freaking Jose's burritos or whatever, um, on a random Tuesday, you know what I mean? So like, I don't get to see you, but once or twice a year. So I don't want to miss that, you know, but we'll see. I, you know, who knows? I I think we're kind of thinking, well, if it's on, I guess we're there, right? (laughs) Like, Yeah. So. I I think it's just going to be different, but I don't see, I don't see financially how they can't have it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and look. Funny thing is. Like, I've never been a germaphobe at all, but <laughs> come on, being in Vegas at SEMA, everybody gets a little like, <laughs> you know, like it's just kind of, it's kind of gross at times. And now so I'm going to be this will make you super feel conscious about it. This will make you feel better. I was in Vegas, March 7th to the 11th. Oh, right before like all hell broke. That was like when all hell broke. And dude, I'm still, I got a pulse, dude. I'm still living, dude. (laughs) And let me tell you, it was packed because it was for the mint 400. You've heard of that race, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty pretty packed, you know, Wednesday at nine o'clock and you can barely walk down old town. It's like, but then I literally, dude, and because my lady's in the kitchen. So the funny thing is, I'm driving the truck and trailer home, 
And she's blowing me up, like texting me and all this stuff. And then finally she calls, you know, I can't be driving a, you know, a 55 foot freaking rig down the road looking at my phone, right? Yeah. So she calls and she's like, oh my God, if you stop anywhere on the way home, can you get some toilet paper? I'm like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the freak are you talking about, girl? She's like, you can't get toilet paper anywhere. I'm like, yeah. Whatever. And if you see my water, my Aquafina water, give me some Aquafina. <laughs> and then my homeboy that I'm with, he and I have known, he and I work together at Swayway. Like we've been buddies for a long time and he, he kind of works for me. He runs the off-road stuff. He's like, dude, my lady just texted me too. She's like freaking out about stuff. I'm like, what's going on, dude? I go away for like four or five days and the world is ending. For real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, here's how I think it's also going to change is it's probably going to be a thing where instead of going out and hanging out at the bar and meeting with friends and maybe going out to dinner, I, and my lady says strip clubs, but I, I'm over that I stuff. Heard her. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be more like, you grab some food and you go back to your room and you hang out. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so how many, how, this is what will really date me. How many seamless have you guys been to? I've been every year since 05. Five years old? No, since 2005. Oh, since 2005. In 2005, I went to go bump into the then owner of s3 because i was trying to get a job there and it was one of those things he was like i'll holler at you when we get back we're going to sema um and and my dad worked in the industry and my mom worked for delta so my dad was like you need to get your ass out here i'll get you a pass you know we'll figure that out so i went out there and bumped into him in 05 and then got hired and came back in 06 as an, the owner of S3. It was kind of wow. an effed up year. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was messed up. Wow. But um, yeah, so every year since then, 15 years, I guess, 16 of it. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. So I think I've gone, I've gone all but like one year. Yeah, all but one year since 97. Wow. Damn. Jeez, man. And dude, let me tell you, like in 97, <laughs> dude, it was way different, dude. Like it was party time, like out till five or six in the morning and then in the booth at nine. Oh, like, me and me, that's how me and Mike rolled for like 06, 07, <laughs> 08, 09. Dude. Yeah. Not and then we couldn't do it anymore. No. So I'm that's like pretty tight with Ryan Hoiger over at uh, Ibach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dude, he and I, we just look at each other because we're almost the same age. We look at each other and we're like, all the young Groms are like, what's everybody doing now? What's going on? We're like, well, I'm going to use this Woolwood credit card to go have a nice dinner. <laughs> and then I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you totally do. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. You guys go have fun. We're going to this tiki bar and we're going to, I'm like. Bring me back a glass. <laughs> Ten bucks. Bring me back a glass. I'll say yeah. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, we used to throw down. And the funny thing is, you thought everybody else did too. And then as we've gotten older, we're like, oh, that's embarrassing. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. See, I, dude, I had some nights. Oh my god, dude. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I have nights been... where you show up the next morning to meetings and you know you smell like last night. You just can't even. You and just the person to... in the meeting across dude. from you. <laughs> it is embarrassing to think about now. Oh yeah, no, dude. Dude, that I I think I also think that that the aftermarket community has like in a lot of ways grown up and turned more into a business. And look, you know the thing that really killed it is like I won't lie with all the drift stuff that we used to do with Falcon. Like, dude, it was the you ever been to a Falcon party? You know, nah. I mean, we've been to the Falcon parties or whatever, but the, not like the VIP treatment or anything like no, that. No, I was a VIP for like five years straight. And yeah, dude, I would just sit back and go, "Holy cow!" Like <laughs> just, yeah. just putting the money out. Uh-huh. I mean, walking in, oh, brand new bottles. Here you go, and we're yeah. like. Okay, you know, we're behind the little rope. Okay, I guess. Yeah, what we need something to mix it with. Oh, here's a pallet of energy drinks. You're like, okay. <laughs> a pallet of energy you know? drinks. Cause dude, when energy drinks came out, that was like oh, oh, yeah. crap. Yeah. And all yeah. the little drums that worked for me, they'd be all put them in their pants. I'm all what are you doing? <laughs> Do that? You're gonna be here dude, all night. Dude, these energy drinks are so Thanks. good. Yeah, yeah. No, no yeah. For us, it was for us. It was like the Scion parties in our early years, you know, of S three, and when Scion was really jumping, man. Oh yeah, they would throw down. Our, our, oh, yeah. an absolute abomination. I don't even remember how those nights ended. They didn't. They kind of rolled into the next morning. I remember being on a McDonald's trash can. Eating an egg McMuffin with the sun coming up, hollering at some hookers that are walking by. <laughs> what what kind of egg McMuffin? A sausage uh, egg McMuffin? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm a ham man when it comes to my egg McMuffin. Oh my god. And sausage McMuffin. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was a mess, dude. And and you know the main reason why a lot of that's not happening anymore is because they were getting sued and. You know, they were they were overspending, so then their corporate people were like, you can't do that anymore. Dude, I, I remember people asking if we wanted to sponsor their event. Mm. Oh, for five grand, you could be a sponsor, and we'll say we'll would 15 times, and we'll give you one little booth for four <laughs> people in the VIP. I'm like, dude, I have a hard time getting us to advertise with S3. How am I going to get this done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to. I've heard rumors that the girls in like the wheel and tire hall just got to a point where they just were painted, like they just weren't wearing clothes anymore. <laughs> it's just finally, like we got to stop this a little bit. And, and you know, I, I especially think over the last few years, it's just changed. You yeah. know, um, you don't hear about all those parties anymore. Um, well, maybe, maybe we don't, maybe them young whippersnappers are still doing it. I always wanted to throw an S3 keg party at like the sleazy motel on paradise (laughs) or whatever. You get off the strip a couple blocks and do something a little sleazy. 
That would be fun. Wow. <laughs> you want, does Willard want to sponsor it? <laughs> Mike, you better rein it. Mike, you better rein it in on, on that, dude. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of down for it. Maybe not the sleazy part, but like a college style party. It's gonna get sleazy. Fine. <laughs> I want to. I want to see like fear and loathing in Las Vegas, kind of sleazy. Uh, yeah. Really wow. fucked up. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, on that note, we could go in like two hours. We're on a roll with these like two hour hmm. podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> They started out as like 30 minutes and 45 minutes, and then I think we're slowly getting our grounds on and talking. You guys and have to be burning like it's what? A, what time is it there? One o'clock? Almost one. Five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it, it's it's almost 10 o'clock here, and like I can't keep my eyes open, dude. <laughs> yeah. My, dog was, my dog's looking at me like, "When are you going to bed, dude?" You probably get up early and seize the day. I don't really do that. So. You just totally bummed me out. Like, I, I, well, I'm working now. So in the morning, I'll be like, nah, screw that, man. I worked late last night. Wooly is not awake <laughs> until, until Chili's is open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, like, I don't <laughs> like no, I do like it that much. It's great. <laughs> great. I love it. All right. Let's cut this off. Mike, thank you very much Amen. for hanging out with us, giving us a little uh, a little background into Willwood and what you do for Willwood. Um, you know, give a shout out to William Wood from S3. Um, for you guys watching, uh, we're S3 Magazine. I was supposed to do this in the beginning, but I forgot. But www.s3mag.com, you can get a two-year subscription for $20 plus a free t-shirt. So you're going to want to check that out. Dude, um, how do I get that, that free t-shirt? Let's go. <laughs> I, mean, I think oh, we could just send you one. Man. Well, wait a minute. I get the subscription. It didn't come with a t-shirt. Well, <laughs> you know, we had, to, we had to keep going down trying to get these subscribers. <laughs> All right. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for watching. We will see you next time. Hey, Peace out. I, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Dude, you're the Absolutely. man. Absolutely. All right, guys, All right. take it easy. Later, man.